On this episode, you're going to learn how to deal with some common types of fear. And I'm willing to bet that the most important one is a fear you've never even considered until now. Let's get started. If there's anything I've learned from my time caring for the seriously ill, it's to appreciate the extraordinary gift of this thing we call life. Hi, I'm Dr. Kathy Zhang, palliative care physician, author, and speaker. And my goal is to bring the clarity, purpose, and meaning often found at the end of life to help you live your best and most fulfilling existence now. I truly believe everyone on this planet has a purpose, and it's my mission to help you filter out the noise and discover yours. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode. I hope you are doing incredible today. I'm feeling all right, feeling pretty good. I just came back from a conference, and it was so, so nice and amazing to see people in person, give people hugs and connect with like-minded souls and learn. And just, I had a blast. It was really, really, really nice. And I just came back with this renewed sense of purpose with a mission and just wanting to add more value. So here I am back again on the mic. Thank you so much to people who reached out after the last episode and just, you know, DM'd me and told me what they were going to do. With after the fear episode, I'm so so grateful to you. And uh, if you haven't already, leave a review, right? At just a single sentence, if this podcast helps you, because it helps get the word out to more and more people. So yeah, all right. Last week we talked about taking action in spite of fear, and it was such a great and needed episode because. Fear grips all of us at some point in our lives, right? Especially when we're talking about times of transition, which I know a lot of us are dealing with now and have potentially been dealing with it over the past few couple years with COVID. And so this week I promised to discuss a few of the most common types of fear. And there are a lot, but I wanted to really focus on three, which is the fear of failure, the fear of rejection, and paradoxically, the fear of success. And we're going to go into all of those. So let's start with the fear of failure. Okay. Fear of failure is a huge, huge one for so many of us, especially if you're a high achieving person, someone who's goal oriented and, you know, wants to make things happen in their life. And failure is a big, big roadblock for a lot of us. And here's the thing about failure. What's most important is how we define failure. Failure, in a sense, is really just not getting your intended outcome. But then if you really think about it, you're just like, who sets this intended outcome? Who decided what, quote unquote, failure is or not? And honestly, it's us, right? We define what failure looks like in our lives with respect to certain outcomes, certain actions that we take or don't take, and things like that. And what I love is Sarah Blakely from Spanx. And she says that when she was young, her father would always ask them at the dinner table after a day at school or whatever it is. And he would be like, Tell me how you failed today. And what they all did was they went out and they just tried things with the goal of failing. 
And Sarah Blakely tells a story of how she was um, trying out for a cheerleading squad or some sort of tryout and she didn't make it. And she goes home and she's like, dad, I failed. I didn't make it. And she tells this story because it was her family's way of training her to be more resilient so that when she was first starting Spanx and she was selling fax machines, she's like, oh, maybe I could start this company, et cetera, et cetera. When she inevitably failed or things didn't go her way, she pivoted. She was just like, you know what? That's fine. I've had a lifetime of just trying things and having them not go my way. And she learned and she learned how to be agile and nimble. And inevitably with dedication, hard work and persistence and consistency, Spanx is now what it is. This multi, I think it's a billion dollar valuation based on the um, news articles that I'd seen. But I mean, that's, that's incredible, right? So if you think about it, failure is how we define it. And so what if, what if we were just like, you know what, maybe there is no such thing as failure. And of course you're like, of course there's such a thing as failure. Like get off your high horse. What are you talking about? (laughs) So sometimes what we could potentially do is just think about failure in a different way. Let's say you're trying to get a position, a job promotion within your organization, and there's a bunch of people who are also vying for the same spot. What if your definition of failure was not trying, right? Instead of being like, no, I failed because I didn't get this position. What if your definition was, you know, I failed because I didn't even try because I didn't even push my comfort zone because I didn't put myself in the uncomfortable position of attempting to do something different, attempting to do something outside of my zone of comfort. And that's an incredibly powerful thing if you think about it. How we define failure changes our entire experience of the situation itself. It changes our experience of the outcome. Because if your definition is, well, if I fail, it's only because I didn't try. Or if I fail, it's only because I didn't learn anything. Well, then everything is an opportunity, isn't it? Right? You can always find a lesson. You can always learn something if things don't go your way or things don't go the way that you had hoped or expected. And so reframing that experience of what failure is and what failure could be, that is life-changing. And what I wanted to mention too, especially as an Asian growing up in a uh, immigrant household, if you grew up with fairly strict parents or a strict upbringing, people who really wanted you to excel out of, from a place of love, but perhaps it was you had high expectations placed upon you from a young age. And I know a lot of you probably have. That will carry on with you through the rest of your adult life. If the expectations were, hey, I, I got a 98 on a math test and the what you hear back is, well, 
where were the other two points that, you know, not going to lie, that's going to make you feel something. You're going to bring that with you to adulthood. And then when you're trying for new things, you're going for a promotion, you're trying out for the cheerleading squad, whatever it is, those emotions are going to come up unless you have acknowledged your past and the role that it plays in your future and overcome some of those limiting beliefs that say that you absolutely have to be the very best or that you can't fail because then it means that you're not good enough because it means that you're not living up to your expectations. Let that shit go, okay? You are not the same person that you were as a child. You are a grown-ass human being who is the creator of your own life. So that's something to really keep in mind as well. And something very, very closely related to the fear of failure is the fear of rejection, right? And we, this is a huge, huge thing for so many of us, especially when it comes to putting ourselves out there. Let's say we're meeting new people, dating, trying for new opportunities. And I'll be honest, I was pretty nervous going to this conference that I just came back from because I was like, do I even remember how to socialize and network with people? And honestly, I was very unsure that I would do well or in a sense, perform well in that kind of environment. So rejection really stems from a lot of different causes. One being people-pleasing and the need and the desire to fit in, right? Putting ourselves out there requires an immense amount of courage. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If it's outside of your comfort zone, if you've never done it before, or even if you have done it before and you're just trying again, each time you put yourself out there, it's like burying your heart open. It's like saying, here is my soul. Here's the essence of my being. And take a look, everyone. And you invite a lot of vulnerability. There is the potential for judgment. There is the potential for failure. There is the potential for people to not accept you. And that is terrifying for so many of us. And what a lot of us do is then we hide, we close up, we self-sabotage, let's say in relationships, right? Oh, that's huge. We were just like, you know what? Nope. I'm not going to let you reject me. So I'm not even going to entertain dating you or something along those lines. We decide unconsciously that we're not going to be authentically ourselves because if we're not authentically ourselves and then we get rejected, well, then it's okay because you didn't see the real me. You didn't see the full version of me. And this was something that I struggled with recently as well. I want to write and I want to submit essays and pitches, but I was so held back by this fear of failure and the fear of rejection that I didn't even try. And so in essence, I was rejecting myself by not even trying, right? I said, I was so afraid of judgment and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let anyone else reject me. I'm just not even going to try. And then you fall into this vicious cycle of like, okay, well, why do I feel awful 
for not pursuing my goals and my dreams. And it's because I'm setting myself up for rejection because I'm not even trying. Staying where we are feels safe. Not trying to do things feels comfortable. And we are creatures of comfort. And so, of course, we're going to have these terrifying thoughts and anxiety when we try something new. Even if we're not happy with our current situation, that fear could be so paralyzing that we're just like, nope, nope, not at all. I'm not going to consider it. Or we tell ourselves things that aren't even necessarily true just to convince ourselves that the decision that we're making to not move our life forward, to not go for the things that actually mean something to us, we tell ourselves lies that you know, well, it's because I don't have enough time. Well, it's because it's not meant for me. Oh, I'm not going to be any good at that. Oh, I don't have any experience. Those, let's be honest, those are just lies. And in many ways, they're excuses. You know that I'm a loving, loving soul, but I'm from Brooklyn. So I gotta, I gotta keep it real every once in a while. Okay. The self-sabotage does us nothing. All it does is make us feel worse. If self-sabotage helped us get to our goals and we would do it all the time, right? If it actually helped us, but it doesn't, it just makes you feel like shit. And no one wants to live their life that way, right? I surely don't. I don't know about you, but I imagine that you don't either. So the last one that I want to talk about today is the fear of success. And this one... Once I figured out that this was a thing and this was a thing that was holding me back, holy crap, my mind was like just blown. Because when you think about success, like I said before, you're like, why logically, why would I be afraid of success? I want success. I want to achieve all my goals. I want all these things in my life. But if you really pull back the layers, if you really dive deep into your subconscious, your unconscious mind, and really examine the emotions that come up. Fear of success is a huge thing that actually holds us back. I've talked about identity before, and that's one of the things that comes up with fear of success is we all have kind of this set point in our brains of who we should be. Right, kind of like how your body tries to keep a set point of a weight, and then you fluctuate up and down and up and down from that weight, but you don't really vary a lot unless you intentionally try to change that weight, whether you're trying to gain or whether you're trying to lose. And it's the same with our identity. We all grow up thinking that we're going to be a certain type of way when we're adults or when we hit a certain age or milestone. And if we ever think of a possibility for our life that is, let's say, more successful or beyond what we originally thought, if you're not fully in tune and aligned with that new version of yourself, that better version of yourself, the version of yourself that has achieved all the goals and dreams that you want in your life, you will never, ever get there because you're going to hold yourself back. And I am living proof of this. I, 
basically would self-sabotage. And again, that thing comes up, right? I Opportunities would come my way and I would be like, no, not for me. Absolutely not. It's not it. I'm not going to do this. Now's not the right time, et cetera, et cetera. And I know that this has probably happened to you in your life before because I was like, I'm just a physician. I'm just a doctor. I work nine to five. I do all these things. I'm not whatever, a podcaster. I'm not a writer. I'm not any of this stuff because in my head, being a physician was all that I knew and all that I expected of myself. And that's what I love about networking and connecting with other people and seeing the possibility of what other people are doing with their lives. Because what we all really need are new reference points. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, right? And if all the five people that you spend the most time with are basically going to work every single day and they're exhausted by the end of the day and they have two days off on the weekends and then they do it all over again and that's their life and they're happy with it, then do you think that you're going to be one of those people that are like, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to do something different. I'm going to write a bestseller or I'm going to speak at national conferences and I'm going to retire early because I have a ton of passive income coming in from my investments. No, that's not, it's just the laws of nature. It's not going to happen. So what you need are new reference points where you can see like, oh my God, that person is making millions and millions of dollars and they're giving back to charity and they're opening schools for young girls in Asia. And, oh, that person started from nothing and they took all these classes and started writing every single day. And after X amount of years, they published their best-selling memoir. Oh, and that person is really taking technology to a whole new level because they're passionate about it, et cetera, et cetera. When you find all these reference points, you then start to believe in the possibility that you have something more to offer and that maybe, maybe it's possible for you as well. And there are so many things involved in the fear of success and all of these imposter syndrome, right? Thinking that we're not good enough, fear of change, all of these things especially that feeling not good enough is at the heart of these fears. I'm not good enough, so I'm going to fail. I'm not smart enough or popular enough or well-liked enough, and so I'm going to get rejected. I don't have the skills. I don't have the know-how. I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the courage or confidence, and so there's no way I can be successful. Even if success comes upon me, I'm not going to be able to sustain it. And so once you isolate that is really about inadequacy of feeling like you don't believe in yourself enough, you don't believe in your own abilities enough to be able to get what you want, to be able to go for what you truly, truly desire in life. and. The solution is we've got to overcome these limiting beliefs. And like I've said before, it doesn't come overnight. It doesn't come 
just by passively listening. Although I'm super glad you're listening to this episode. You've got to do the work. We all have to do the work. Self-development, self-improvement, reading, getting coached, talking to people who are a few steps ahead of you and learning what their mindset is, learning how they face challenges, learning how they face rejection and failure and feelings of disappointment and imposter syndrome. And like I said before, if you change your relationship with fear, you can change your entire life. Everything that you ever want for you, for your family, for your friends is on the other side of fear. Everything. Just Think of how you want to live your life. And also, I would love for you to think about what kind of example you're setting for the people around you. Do you have kids? Maybe, maybe not. Is your life the type of example you want to model for your kids? Is is it the type of behavior you want for them to emulate? Whether you're, if you're afraid of something, Is that how you want your kids to grow up, to be afraid of pursuing their dreams, to be afraid of making bold choices that may or may not turn well? Do you want your best friend to live their life being scared all the time? No, of course not, right? And yet we do this to ourselves because we don't realize how interconnected we all are. There is a ripple effect that occurs when you step into alignment and choose to live your life on purpose with a mission and to live it with such vibrant energy that people around you are like, holy crap, that person is really on a different level. They're doing something different. And it's the same thing on the other end of the spectrum. If you are afraid and anxious and hiding people around you are also going to pick up on that. And if you spend enough time with them, they in turn are going to become afraid and anxious and hide and feel inadequate. And that's that's not how we want to spend our time on earth, is it? We are all vessels of change. Throughout history, that's what the human species has been able to do is be a force for change, whether that's good and whether that's not good at all. But we have the power to influence the people around us by taking control of our own lives, to take our existence to a point where other people are like, I need to be around that person or I need to model what they're doing because what they're doing for their own lives, what they're doing for other people is what I want to do for my life and the people around me. And so then that ripple effect goes to your inner circle and then it gets a little bit broader and it gets a little bit broader. And then before you know it, it becomes a movement. And that's just beautiful. That is, in my mind, the essence of being human is to leave this planet a better place than when you came into it. However it is, however you can, whatever your gifts are, whatever you can contribute to humanity. So I'll get off my soapbox now. This was 
a great episode for me to just process fear, failure, rejection, success. I hope that you have found some insights in this episode, some little nugget that you're going to take with you and then decide how you're going to implement that into your daily life, how you're going to apply that to something that you might be afraid of as well. And as always, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and I will see you on the next episode. That was our show for today. Thank you so much for allowing us to spend some time together. If you like what you heard and you haven't already, please share with a friend, subscribe, rate, and write a review. You can follow us on Instagram at PurposeFilter and on our website, PurposeFilter.com. Join me next time for another episode, and thanks for listening.